Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Tech Connects podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dan, Instructional Tech here in Coloma Community Schools. And I'm with two outstanding educators and outstanding people. And I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves now. You keep using that word. I, I, I'm not sure you know what it means. <laughs> whoa, I'm whoa, teasing. Whoa. That's I fired. I appreciate again, again, just in reference to me. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I humbly uh, beg of you. Uh, if outstanding is the word you want to use, awesome. But I, I just try every day, and uh, not always successful. Anyways, yeah, I'm Ben uh, Rhymes, the technology director for Coloma Community Schools, and now the true outstanding educator. I am uh, Tanya Kimberly. I am a teacher and an instructional technology person for Coloma Community Schools as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what's been going on, guys? Anything uh, fun, exciting happening? I know Tanya's had some fun, exciting stuff happening. Yeah. I have spent uh, the last two days in the third grade classroom uh, working with some Spiros and some in introduction to coding nice nice and can you tell us what a sphero is for those that may not know what a sphero is so a sphero is a robotic ball that rolls uh with commands given um with a in a variety of ways uh you can use block coding or you can use um more technical things like um javascript uh to make it perform certain tasks and the kids personal favorite when they find it is joystick mode where they can drive it like they would a video game car (laughs) absolutely it's a constant reminder yeah what about you ben what have you been uh up to what's exciting in in the world of technology direction (laughs) yeah exciting is the word for it um uh well we finished up getting the ipads out to the kindergartners before break um Actually, I was just, we had a, a new kindergartner come in, so I just went and deployed another iPad there. Um, we've got we've got laptops all over the place. We finally got shipments of laptops, so we're getting ready to, uh, um, you know, deploy the last few of those for the, the guest teachers uh, in each office. Um, but honestly, right now, uh, this time of year, it's like planning for what's going to happen in the summer. So I'm already starting to meet with vendors to talk about um, what we need to do to upgrade our network equipment um, and our file servers and all of the, the really boring stuff that makes the, the internet run here at school. So that's, that's kind of what I'm in the middle of is meeting with those vendors and everything. But it's not boring because like when the internet goes out in the middle of the school day, you know, that can be attributed to like, you know, failing technology that's, you know, nine years old that's been running nonstop. So doing this is actually something to help infrastructure, which will help, you know, reliability, which will help technology integration, which will help, which will help, which it just keeps going. So it's, well, it's yeah, not, a, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, it, no. it's boring, It's but it's important. And I don't there want you, you to go. sell yourself short. Well, you know, yeah, and you got to qualify it like that. The impact is not boring, of course. The, in, the impact is huge, and, and all of the digital curriculum that's being developed and how teachers feel hamstrung when the network isn't running. The actual the actual work of it, uh, yeah, I said it's boring because it's pretty much like, well, we need new boxes and wires and blinky lights, and so let's go find the right specs. Boom. Let's go talk to some vendors. Boom. 
okay, and now let's find some money to pay for it. So yep. uh, <laughs> it's uh, boring. Isn't the word? It, it's not very glamorous. How about that? Okay, glamorous. Okay, all right. So important, but but yes. not glamorous. Not not like the work the that that like Tanya and and other teachers are doing in the classroom right. every day. Exactly. For me, it's uh, a little bit of the status quo. You know, I had a chance to attend some pretty awesome professional development that had nothing to do with technology integration on Monday with Dr. Anthony Muhammad and just his message of, you know, equity in education and ensuring that we are not getting just caught up in the idea that we have to catch all kids up to a certain point and that we're actually, you know, kind of leading kids all, all across, you know, the spectrum from our lowest performers to providing opportunities for our highest is always a good message to hear. So. I was thankful I was able to attend that on Monday virtually, of course. Yep. Um, but uh, it was definitely excellent professional development in that sense. So with that, moving on, the big thing coming. It's the uh, the Super Bowl of the IT department. Every year, every All year, of the, every year, there's not a trophy, but we can make one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I know exactly but, what emoji that most people would love for that trophy to be shaped as, as well. Hey, 
I got a 3D printer. I can make it um, pink, pink poos. Um, but what it kind of comes down to is our password change is coming up, the annual password change. So, you know, prior to Ben arriving, passwords didn't change. <laughs> and that's not good practice. So one of the things that we've initiated. Not the best practice, yeah. One of the things that Ben has really pushed for is this annual password change. And that's what's coming up in February before the Super Bowl. So before it yes. comes before the Super Bowl. Before, so it's our Super before Bowl. the actual real Super Bowl that right. people actually want to watch and pay attention to. Right. That's true. So really quick, let's talk a little bit about that password change and what teachers can start to think. And if we have any, I don't know, warnings about what not to do when it comes to password changes and password security, let's talk about those as well. So. Password change, it's coming up on Tuesday, February 2nd. You'll have a tech department member in your building. Mm -hmm. um, every building will have at least one to assist you with that. And from that, what are some, what are some things to consider when changing a password? Uh, some things to consider when changing a password. Um, uh, consider how... how um, how often you reuse a password um, or a permutation of a password. I know a lot of us, myself included, I, I've got maybe, yeah, I've got like three different ways that I, three different kinds of passwords, you know, like uh, everyone probably has like a, a word or a, or a phrase and then like a few letters or, or numbers or special characters attached to it. Then they just go and tweak one of them. Or, you know, in my case, I've got like three of those sets. So I've got like one type of word and, and numbers that I use for work stuff, one type of word and numbers that I use and, and special characters that I use for, for home stuff. And then I've got an, a, another one out there. That might be a little bit of overkill, um, but that, that's that's something you could you could consider doing. Um, and I know for a lot of people, they just, well, I just use the same password for everything. And while that's easier for you, um, it, it it might be it might be a little more secure to have two different kinds of passwords you know for for example if if i if i'm using the word um, school in 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 a, in a password and then school 53 exclamation point you know obviously that's not the best password for a school password uh, but um, for passwords for accounts that i use primarily at home maybe uh, i might use airplane 59 pound sign pound sign something like that right rather than trying to use similar words and similar numbers or put the numbers in front of the word you know or put different symbols in there something like that tanya do you do you do something like that or am i just like crazy no uh pretty much the same same thing um it's i have different ones for uh work things versus personal things um, and, uh, I think it's important, um, that you don't kind of use obvious things like your last name or something that would be easy to, uh, guess. I think there are some major companies out there that will tell you that, uh, admin one, two, three, four is probably not the greatest security, uh, that they've ever figured out and they've been hacked and bad things have happened. So um, I think you can try to be creative a little bit. Uh, you can put uh, like create some sort of mnemonic 
you know, device, uh, the first letter of, you know, a, a sentence or something and put all the first letters into, you know, your password or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, make sure that you are, it's something that's memorable. Yeah, exactly. And and for me, my experience with it is, is I use a password manager um, and that password manager has a master password. And once I am logged in with that master password, it's a copy and paste. And I can use super complex passwords for all of my sites and it, it helps me never duplicate. So if anybody does crack it and then figure out what other sites can we try this email with this password, it makes it a little bit easier to know that I'm a little bit protected there. So I have two or three passwords. I, I tend to use um, lyrics to songs as passwords. So they're longer mm -hmm. strings, um, but there's something that I, it's easy for me to remember. So, um, you know, like if I have a favorite artist or something like that, I can, I can take one of my favorite songs by that artist and then take, for instance, the first letter of each um, word in one of my favorite lines or in the course or whatever it might be. And that helps me get a complex password that is not a dictionary word in most cases and, and can kind of help with that. So I do really like that. And, and just to kind of talk about that a little bit, I know this password change is coming up. The one warning we have to say is don't change your password right now. So if you listen to this and you're like, I'm going to get ahead of the game. So February 2nd, I don't have to change my password. No, the force is still going to happen on, on February 2nd. And whatever you change it to will no longer be eligible to be used as your new password after February 2nd. So right, right. if you've yeah, been no, thinking about it, if you're like, wow, it's been a while since I've changed this password, <laughs> wait until February 2nd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm only laughing because I remember I, I remember a long time ago I, I had the similar thought and I did that. And then it was like, oh, oh, now it's password change day. And it's like, oh, yep, that's how the system works. It's like you can change your <laughs> password half a dozen times between now and February 2nd. On February 2nd, it's still at some point during the day, your computer's going to bark at you and say, got to change your password. You now. need to change your password. Yep. Yeah. So and, and again, like, you know, there's um. A handful of websites we'll send out a document as well with some tips on passwords and password security and some different password managers um but just keep in mind that uh your password is is something that probably will give access to a lot of other sites just through single sign-on with google so make sure that's secure and make sure that you're protecting it and as a reminder once you change that password any a lot of things that you have attached to your school account like our edlia website or yep. Um, your Gmail password are going to change as well. So yeah, if you do get exactly. kicked out of those, those are all tied together through our um, server system. So and we'll and we'll have we'll have uh, yeah through through Active Directory is, is what it's called. Um, we, we'll have um, a little bit of a blurb that we'll send out um, uh, via email. You know, a little visual tutorial and, and and some text as well for to help make sense of that. Yeah, exactly. So cool. So that's kind of the password change that's coming up. And, and I want to transition us into the last segment of our show today. And that is to do the stump us question. So we didn't do a stump us question, I think the last two times. Um, and our goal to get this out more frequently, I dropped the ball and didn't send out the survey for questions within the district. And, uh, what it comes down to is I, was, I, I did it twice this time and I finally got a good one and it came from our excellent stump us questioner, Sharon Ball. 
Are All you guys right. ready for it? Like our stats are terrible. Like we're we're not even in baseball. We're not Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> are you guys ready for it? Are you ready Bring for the stump us question? As ready as I'll ever be. I've had a lot of time to think about it because I've known it, but I'm still gonna probably get it wrong. Ready? Yep. How many phases does the moon have? How many phases does the moon have? Oh, oh, let's see. Oh, this will be embarrassing if I don't get this because I used to teach this. Oh, <laughs> um, so let's see. So we'll, we start with new moon, right? And then what, what's after that, Tanya? Is it, is it waxing or waning? Waxing. Think of dropping wax on something it builds. Okay, waxing. And then... Uh, waxing gibbous. Waxing gibbous, right? And then full. And then waning gibbous, right? And then waning. And then... Is that six? Six, the answer? Tanya's, Tanya's sighing, and she's thinking about this now. I am. See, I was going through phases, and I was thinking solid liquid gas and i've never been to the moon but i have to think it's a solid <laughs> the moon is the moon is looking particularly gaseous uh, particularly gaseous sometimes there seems to be like a gassy element in front of it but i'm pretty sure the moon's solid so I'm pretty sure that, i mean that's my answer is one solid uh, okay well we have we have to remember first quarter right first yep. quarter then we have waxing Gibbous. Yep. And then we have full. And then waning gibbous. And then we have waning. And then last and then quarter. We have last quarter. And then and then back to so one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going six. Six. Yeah, I'm with so Tony. Six. Six, six. My reputation as a as a former science, middle school science teachers on the line here. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, what about wait, crescent? Waxing crescent? That's a, that's a, waxing, oh, same that's thing? A okay. That's, right? All right, I'm going, still going six. Then. Well, maybe crescent. Oh, wait, crud. Mm. Okay, eight. All right, so we have a six from Tanya, an eight from Ben. Goodness. And a one for me. Solid. I don't think I'm wrong, by the way. I don't think I'm wrong, by the way. This is why this is why there's a teacher's manual. Yeah. Like so you know, it's like uh you watch okay. Sesame Street and the difference in Sesame Street from nineteen sixty-nine when it was on, because I did just watch that episode over the weekend, the very first one, to the one now is like once you get into Elmo's world now, they ask the kids. What do you know, or what do you do when you don't know the answer to something? And then it's like the sing-songy chorus of "You look it up." And then Smarty, the smartphone, comes into the picture. Smarty, the smartphone. <laughs> and then Elmo asks but, Smarty for an answer, and it basically takes you to YouTube. So, <laughs> but, but okay, but but I mean, what, but what's really important, right? All right, is it really the phases of the moon, or why does the moon have phases, right? Because that was the one thing I always hammered home in my lessons as kids. You know, the misconception is like, oh, we have phases of the moon because the moon is rotating around the earth. And so the earth is blocking the sun and that's the shadow of the earth on the moon. Eh. 
that's not why, right? Because if that was, then we would be having um, solar eclipses all the time. Every single time, you know, the moon got in between the earth and the sun. Um, the, what, what I hammered home to my kids because we did those diagrams and everything. We actually got little golf balls and we colored them and we moved it around. Um, it, it's the it's the it's the reflection of what we're able to see of the sunlight coming off of the moon that we're able to see. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so are you going to tell us if we're right or wrong? I don't know. No, we have to next tune time. into the next episode. Next. We don't do that right now. So <laughs> the next, next episode, which will drop in about two weeks after this one comes, Same we'll have time. that answer. Same um, bet or, channel. Or Paul and Elmo's World and, uh, you know, YouTube go it. ahead and, and call Smarty and look it up. <laughs> so uh, anyways, I want to thank everybody for um, tuning in this week. And uh, again, we're going to put that survey out. If you guys want to try to stump us and let us know, um, what we don't know, are you smarter than the average teacher in our district? Um, which it turns out with Sharon's questions, most of the time we're not. And again, we're going to have to start keeping individual stats because <laughs> we have three different answers this week. So right. anyways, tune in next time and let us know what you guys uh, think about this. Again, I'm Dan, Instructional Tech here in Coloma Community Schools. And we have Tanya. Tanya. Yep, and then Ben on his way ben. out. So, yep. Thanks for tuning on my in, way guys. Out. <laughs> yep. Have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll see you again in two weeks. Awesome. Bye bye.